0: after the presence of God. All I want Cause when you get God, you
1: get everything else that you need. All I want is you, Lord. You can seek after things but miss God, but if you seek after God, people we won't be silent we're gonna shout about everything you are everything you are as your people we stand unshaken no matter what the world could ever throw our way we'll never be ashamed Touch his song. Now we sing because the victory has been won. Your name be lifted higher. Your name be lifted high. Be lifted high. You're the answer to our world's questions. You're the reason that creation came to life. Standing in alive, you're alive and everyone will see you speak a word and open hearts will be again the grace that never ends when you speak lord when you speak you turn the heart it starts to song now we sing because the victory has been won your name be lifted higher your name
2: be lifted higher.
1: Your name be lifted higher. Your name be lifted higher. When you died, you came to life. The work was done. Now there's nothing that can keep us from this love. Your name be lifted higher. Your name be lifted high. Yeah, be lifted high.
3: Lord, we can lift his name up, can't we, today? And praise him. Thank you, choir. That was beautiful. I love these new songs they're singing. or Some of them are old, being revived. But welcome to Stratford Heights today. Thank you for making the wise decision to go to God's house to worship him and to lift up his name. God honors those who honor him. And he's here today to minister to us. And we want to welcome you. I mentioned a couple of announcements here. Um, this Thursday, is, or Wednesday, there'll be no service tonight. Let me start tonight. There'll be no service tonight. You can take off some or go on a picnic and different things. So you can uh, do that. Or uh, Wednesday night, there will be service, regular service. And then um, this uh, Thursday, there, Brother Mike Hayes taking the bus to go see the movie... Uh, war room and if you want to go you can sign up in the foyer at, over on the podiums over on as you go out and be on your right and uh, go with us to see that film and there's a lot of good christian films out Melissa uh, was just telling me some of the new films that are out uh, the lord's giving these wonderful wonderful writers and things the knowledge to put together wonderful christian films that take a stand and exalt jesus and it's a great refreshing breath of fresh air for our nation to have something like that so thank you for coming today i know you're going to be blessed as we worship the lord just remember tonight you can be with your family be at home and uh we want to say thank you and welcome also to all those that are watching by live stream today we always love to know that you're there and we're praying for you that god will bless you so let's get out and shake hands and greet one another and be a blessing to somebody. God bless you.
1: I just want to stay in Jesus' name. I just want to stay. Your word proclaiming.
0: No matter what's going on in the world we're going to stand for him and we're going to stand for his people so let's join together in prayer lord i thank you lord and we thank you for what you're doing with us and what you're doing through us lord and we know that you have a plan for israel lord we stand with you and stand with you in this plan Ask that you would bless your people lord that you would minister to them that you would be with them that you'd protect them father as they do what you've called them to do no matter what people may say, no matter what's going on around them, Lord, we know that you're with them and that they're going to stand for you. And so will we. We that you would be with the fathers, the mothers, the children, and the leaders, Lord, that you would give them wisdom and that your will would be done in these last days. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Our ushers will be coming forward as we prepare to give this morning.
3: Pastor Cameron
0: shared something this morning that, uh, kind of struck home with me when he prayed for the prayer or prayed for the offering this morning at 8.30. He mentioned that there are two things that demonstrate to people where God is in our lives. So that you can see about how far God is a priority in our life by where we're spending our time and by what we're investing in. It's in our checkbook. There's so much truth to that i started to reflect on my life, is God a priority in, in my time and in my giving? Now, there's no better investment that we can give than to give to God's kingdom and be kingdom builders. There's nothing we can give to in this world that has eternal value. The only thing that has eternal value is souls and what God's doing through the ministry here and all over the world. So as we give this morning, not only are we giving to build a kingdom, we're also demonstrating that God is priority our finances, that we give it all to God and we trust him and we give back to him from what he's he's given to us. And I know that just as I am, I know that you're also very thankful for what he's done in your life, for what he's doing through us, especially here in Middletown. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your blessing. Lord, we thank you for providing for us and for being there for us. Lord, and today we give out of a giving heart, Lord, a heart full of love to you, Lord. We want to be kingdom builders, and we want to invest, Lord, for eternal lives and eternal souls, Lord. We want to make sure that there's food in this storehouse, Lord, so we can minister to people here in Middletown. Lord, I ask that you would be, Lord, with your people this morning as they give, Lord, that you would bless them immensely, Father, and that you would use them for your honor and your glory, Lord, as we endeavor to reach people in these last days. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen two.
1: Just breathe the stand
2: Destroyed my strength.
4: Come on, has he been faithful to you? Just like the song says, even in my darkest hour, he's always been there. He's always been faithful. He's always taken care of me. I know you have a testimony too. If you would, please stand. Man, we've come into the house to celebrate God and his work. Amen. Let's give it up for the Lord again. God, we honor you. We thank you. We praise you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, so much for your work and for your move. God is wonderful, and God is faithful, and He's here in the house today to meet your needs, to speak right into your heart and your situation. You didn't come into just a service, just a time, a religious duty for us to get together, but I'm telling you, God is in the house, and He has a work, and He has something for you today. Amen? Amen. God is here, and God is faithful. God is so wonderful. Well, we're going we're gonna to get into the Word here in just a minute. I have uh, just a couple of things I want us to pray about as we pray over the message. Uh, Brother Ron Carter, we celebrated with him. He had the heart transplant a couple of weeks ago. It's been a little while, and he's been doing great. He had a little setback with some infection, and uh, so he had to have some uh, little other procedures done. And, and I say little. I don't mean to minimize them, but he had some other procedures that are done, and he is on the mends from those, and he keeps getting better and better. But we want to pray for him. Amen. We want to pray for him as, our, as a member of our church. Wonderful testimony, just a wonderful man. We also want to pray for a little baby named Avery Gray. This is Liz Jones's granddaughter. The, the baby was born this week, had some uh, complicated issues. And actually, right now, the baby is in uh, some major testing. And they wanted us to pray. And, and, of course, we are going to pray for little baby Avery. They get a good report. God will move and work in their situation. Also, Sue is, uh went to the hospital. She went last week and had some procedures done, and she has just run into a bunch of complications with that. And uh, they've she's called, the family and friends have called today for us to pray for her because she is just up against it, and they've got to figure out what's wrong and how to fix it. So we want to pray for those things. Also, I would mention that our pastor, he is not here today. He's on vacation, uh, and if you're friends with him on Instagram, Facebook, any of those social outlets you've seen the awesome pictures and and he is where we want to be right now but but we're going to pray for him that god continue to give him rest and help him he'll be back later this week and uh we're going to pray for him we're going to pray over the word today dear heavenly father lord we honor you and thank you for your faithfulness god we can say at the end of the day regardless of the greatest high and the lowest lows that life brings. God, there is victory in the end. Your faithfulness always shines through. You're always there as a rock, wonderful and incredible. And God, I just pray that you would help us today. Lord, that your work would be accomplished and done in this house. Lord, I believe that there are so many people here that need something from you, and God, I believe that you're right here to give it to them. pray that you would speak to them, touch them, change them, do a mighty, wonderful work. We pray for Brother Ron Carter. You can help him continue to get better, to get healthier, and to get stronger Lord and I just pray that you move in him and it's especially his wife touch Phyllis help her give her strength and just encourage her family Lord we all pray, also pray Lord right now literally tests are being done right now and little baby Avery pray that you would just touch that little baby minister to her help her through all the tests and all the complications Lord and just heal that little child be with her family as well and also touch Sue shear God as she is trying to figure out what the problem is and keeps running into the complications I just pray that you would figure that out for them and help them and just be right with them in that that they're dealing with. Lord, be with us today as we share and as we preach and as we are the church. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. i got to throw out a little disclaimer as we start. I have been under the weather, and uh, I might take off with a big coughing spell, this morning, I gave everybody a little bit of advice, and I'm going to give you the same advice. If I start coughing, I'm going to pull the mic away from my mouth so you don't hear this annoying sound. But if that little bit of time carries on just a little bit, I want to give you a subject that you're going to talk about. I want you to discuss with your family or friends like where you want to go to eat. So there's not any, There won't be any awkward moments of you just staring at me and me trying to keep from slobbering on myself. There you go. There's your first one. Anyhow, sorry about that. But I want to talk to you today about normal. Normal. I want to talk to you and tell you that normal has been the problem. Normal being normal is a problem. It's been a problem in our lives, just across the board, and in our Christian walk. Normal has been the problem. Normal here at Stratford Heights. We've had, we've been in this building for 25 years, and normal is what we've done in ministry, but, but change is coming, and the normal is no more. Just this past week, see, we've been uh, working on getting the new building for three, four years, and, you know, it's a, the process that's taken place. You know, we've come and said, man, we're ready to turn dirt, and we've said that, that statement so many different times. Well, it's, the dirt started to turn, and I'm telling you, things are going by very quick, and things are happening. You know, we've been waiting you know, for stuff to happen, and now it's so quick, it's, it's actually going quicker than what we can almost respond to it, we're having lots of growing pains around here, we've had to move rooms and stuff, so many growing pains, I thought I heard the theme song, to the show Growing Pains, and I looked for the spirit of Kirk Cameron in one of the rooms, but, but he's not back there, but anyhow, these rooms over here are empty, the, the nurseries are empty, you know, this whole corridor is getting ready to be shut off, and, and it's going to be torn down and it's gone. It's like that quick, so we had to scramble and find a place for everything. It's like the normal is not normal already. What this building used to be and how it functioned has already changed. And if you've been in the parking lot today, which I'm guessing all of you have been, you know that it's different, that it's not normal. And uh, we uh, apologize for any complications, but we've tried our best to let you know that when you come in the parking lot, you follow the outside row, You go back to the building and then you whip around and come back up against the building and go back out. That's the flow of traffic. So when you leave today, let that be in your hearts and minds. You had to park the opposite way on those rows out there, and thank you for doing that. Uh, Next week, by next week, we'll lose this back corner of the parking lot, so we won't have that either. So it's growing pains. There's a lot going on. And what we're used to, the normal, is not normal anymore. I want to share a story with you. Quick story about the parking lot. I kind of have a, a, a small love, love affair with the parking lot. I've come here through the years and I've uh, got out here in the parking lot and I've walked and prayed or I've pulled my car up here to the edge of the parking lot where you could see out over the valley and watch sunsets, storms off in the distance. If it's clear, you can look out and you can see the mound plan in Miamisburg. You can see from here to there, it's just a big open valley. But uh, I've had awesome experiences. You know, got a hold of God. I've, I, even one time I was out here praying in my car, and there's a tree over across the field here. And I seen that tree, and the Lord spoke to me about that tree. And I got a message from that tree, and I shared that here with you before. Something else has happened in the parking lot, too. I would have biscuits and gravy if I was you for, for lunch. Sorry. Anyhow. Um, I've actually, and I probably shouldn't say this, and that's the greatest line you could say before you share something. Hey, I shouldn't say this, but you share it anyway. But there's been two instances when I was out just praying and you know, kumbaya, getting close to the Lord. Two different times that I've almost, almost been arrested just being somewhere. One time I was out at the Germantown Dam, and I met a park ranger and a police officer, and I got the full pat down. They searched all my belongings. And they asked me to leave. I said I was there praying. I had my Bible and a list of prayers, but, but they were nice, and they were like, okay, you can go. So I left. One day, speaking of the parking lot here at the church, I was in the back parking lot, and I was walking around praying. Well, I sit down on the curb, and here comes one of Middletown's finest. Hey, what's going on? What you doing? Oh, I'm out here praying. You know, I go to church here. And if you're like me, your instant thought is like, okay, now I've got to prove that I'm supposed to be here. So I I, I know the pastor, you know, you throw out all those details. So you either look more guilty or less guilty, you know, depending on how you scramble over the details. I'm like, well, I was just praying. And uh, the cop was like, well, we had some people call and said there was a strange person walking around back here. (laughs) I'm like, great, Awesome. And about that time, here comes another cruiser. I'm like, oh, you know, I think they, I think they just left me alone. But I've had this, this connection with the parking lot here that, you know, I mean, it's, maybe I'm playing it up a little bit, but I've had a, a connection with the parking lot. But, but this side over here in the parking lot and everything is going to change now. All that's going to go away, bulldozed under in a building there. So for me, it's, you know, I'm going to miss those times that I had. You know, the normal is not going to be the same anymore. And, uh, you know, I've really thought about it, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. And the reason why I'm okay with that, and I'm really okay with it, is because of what's happening out there. What, what, how sad would it be if I clung to a few memories and a few good times and wanted that more than what I wanted what's going to be out there? There's going to be a building that's going to go up that's going to touch your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors, your family, your friends. God is going to change some things and do some wonderful stuff. So what's normal is not going to be normal anymore. If you're like me, though, we're we're humans. We like normal. We like the predictable, and we can handle that. We can get used to that. But what happens when the normal goes away? You lose a job. You have health issues. Speaking of health issues. Anyhow. Uh, the kids grow up. So many different things happen. Check this out. Even, even something so simple. Have you ever went to your, your favorite restaurant and there was the favorite meal and you got the menu and you looked and you were like, it's not it's not here. Where's and you were like in desperation, I'm gonna ask the waiter. Maybe they still have it, it's just not here, and they're like, Oh no, we quit doing that. Have you ever been, you know, the normal and, oh, that's just heartbreaking. But anyhow. <clears throat> Have you ever been in a situation, more, more of a serious note, have you ever been in a, in, a, in a situation where you said, I can't wait for things to get back to normal? I've said that. I'm sure you've said that. But if you really stop and really think about what is normal, there's really no such thing as normal in life. Life can change tomorrow. Things are different. Things are changing all the time. I think what it is is, is our comfort level is when change is going really slow, but change can sometimes happen very fast. So clinging to normal is not necessarily in our best our best, entrance, best interest. Everything is always changing. Nothing stays the same in this life. Think about our building here in a physical sense. We could take this building, and, and this is where it gets a little deeper. We could take this building and say, hey, we're gonna keep on doing the normal thing that we've done for the last 25 years. We could keep it just like it is and, and figure out the programs and all that stuff. I personally, myself, 14, 15, 16 years, set up on Tuesday, Tuesday for Oasis. Chairs, the walls, the lights, cleaning, all that stuff. i done that forever. And, you know, I always dreamed of the time when we'd get our own building and it would just be as simple as coming in and flipping on the light switches, firing up the sound system. It was like, oh, man, that will be the time we, we get set free to do something but we could stay with what's normal and keep ourselves right where we are. But at what, what sacrifice to keep things normal? Would it be a sacrifice of not having the capacity to, to reach your kids or your grandkids or the, the neighbors? So it's like you see the need for the physical building to change. <clears throat> but I want to talk to you today about us spiritually as the church, each one of us. I do not believe that there's a building change, a growth that's happening out there, that there's not a a similar change that's happening in us. There's a capacity to do more and to be more that I believe God is wanting to do inside of us that's going to help us to accommodate where he's taking us, to change with the changes that are happening in our world. You can try your hardest. Think of this. When things are going bad, you you can long for things to stay the same. And you can look to hold on to something. I just want the normal. I want the right now that I have. I feel comfortable right here. I want this. You can cling to that until that that experience and who you are becomes something that slowly drifts into the past. And you long for something that was yesterday. For things to stay normal, you can cling to that and miss out on who you're supposed to be for today. And what you're supposed to be for the future If we just stay stuck and stay normal, stay exactly who we are right now, think of what we would miss out on. The world God has placed you in is changing, and he knows all about it. We cannot remain normal, the same same old, same old. Why can we not remain normal? Number one, because there's things inside of us that need to change because they're not working. Maybe it's your view of God, yourself, or people, etc. Another reason why things can't remain the same is because there are things that need to be put inside of you to fulfill the work of God in your life, to fulfill the work in people around you. It's growing your faith, burdens for certain areas of ministry, boldness, and just the list would go on. If you look at the church, which I encourage you to do, look at these when you get out here today, go look at these empty rooms. If you slide out the portico on this side, go out and look at the construction out there. Look at the change, how much is happening out there, the progress that's going on. If you will indulge me, I think that inside of every one of us, the construction site needs to be as, as big and ongoing as that is. That there should be a change inside of us that would that would match that if not be bigger than what we see with our own eyes. God is not just changing the building for, for capacity's sake. But he's changing our capacity so that we can do ministry and be who we're supposed to be. Just think about where you are today. My belief, to be honest with you, I'm going through a lot of stuff. I believe that you are probably going through a lot of stuff. If you're, if you're excited, if, you, if you're looking to the future, I believe you're probably going through a lot of stuff today. And you're dealing with a lot of change and a, a lot of uproar inside of you. I don't think for a second that, that, that any of that is some kind of accident or just because. I believe that God's got his hand in and he's doing something. He's turning your, your life upside down because he's preparing you to get victory for today, but get victory so you can be who you're supposed to be tomorrow. My belief is the, the prep from God is that he wants to do the, the, the work that's in your life right now is the preparation that God is doing in your life. I believe there's a good work and and he's doing that work today in this place there are at least two kinds of people there's one person that's excited about change there's another person that may be reluctant about change and if we're honest we're probably all in between there somewhere the person that may be excited about what's coming and you embrace it see God God the, the people that are excited about change, God is changing you through his word and situations you're dealing with. It's on purpose. The changes that you are experiencing today are preparing you for the events of life that are coming tomorrow. Your victory is now, and it's not just for now. Understand that sometimes we get through something, we wipe the sweat from our brow, and we're like, man, I made it through that. The victories that you are, that you are going to be given the change inside of you is not just for right now, but it's for what's coming in the future. You're being prepared for something. And the other type of person in the room <coughs> maybe is not so excited about change. God is allowing the normal to change in your life. The problem with normal is this. We can cling to normal. Normal becomes comfortable. Comfort comes, becomes complacent. Complacent ends up becoming compromised. I'm not saying that everybody is doomed to that, but if you're left to yourself, you probably would go that way. A lot of us are probably in there somewhere. That's the problem with staying normal. We end up, you know, you're like an old car. Eventually, you kind of get outdated. <coughs> uh, God, God has to come along and let our life be shaken. He has to let our life be shaken, and thank God he does Normal has always been the problem. I want to share an example with you as we get into the word part. The, the example is there was a religious order that was in charge, set up by God in G- the time of Jesus' ministry. This religious order, they were the, they were the, uh, they were the, the priests, the Pharisees, the scribes. The, they were everybody that was supposed to be in charge. And... The, and uh, let me share with you a little bit from the Word that, that kind of talks about who these people were. Matthew 26, verses 47 through 49 says this. These are, these are the religious rulers of the day. These are the people in charge. It says this, And while he was speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with, with a great multitude, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priest. Swords and clubs came from the ch- chief priest and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he went to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jumping down to verse 57, it says this, And those who had laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. What this, this is an insight to where these people were. And, and, and a little description, a little description of them is this, these leaders, these spiritual leaders, the leaders of, 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 of the, the nation of Israel, the, the people, God's chosen people at that time, they were the ones that were supposed to be in charge of teaching the word. The judicial system was based on the, the law of Moses, and they were the ones that were, they were the judges. They were the ones that looked in the word and judged according to the word. They ran the temple, and they, they executed the sacrifices, that's who the that's who these people were the religious order of the day that's who they were supposed to be they were trusted and given charge from god to be over his people but look what happens they ended up taking the word and adding things to it and making it harder on the people they lived one they told the people they needed to live this way and when they got away they lived a different way they became corrupt in their judgments the priests and elders it became more about the way they looked and the authority and power and respect they got from people as opposed to being humble and broken under God's hand. They got all out of whack and everything went crazy. On one occasion Jesus said you're like a cup that's cleaned on the outside but on the inside you're full of dirt. He also said that, that the, uh, you're like whitewashed tombs and inside is nothing but dead men's bones. Jesus was calling out the religious leadership hypocrisy of the day. And, but if you think back to it, when, when the temple was started and all this was set in order, everything was set in a, in a way that was like reverent and in fire and, and so meticulously set in place that it had to be done a certain way. And I think, what was the difference? What happened? I believe the difference that happened for, for the religious leaders were as they let it get really normal what was sacred and and blessed and had to be handled and carried a certain way, just the whole process that that was supposed to be done a certain way, they they let it become normal. They got really comfortable with it. Complacency came in, and they ended up even going into compromise and sin, and, and the whole thing got messed up. So what happened? Change came, and change came in the name of Jesus. New leadership would be chosen under God's design. A, a new system would come in place. Jesus then would be the high priest forever. Jesus would make it, make it so that we could be accessible into God's presence. Jesus set up the plan of, of God that, that would work through, that the word would literally be written on our hearts. Jesus was now our sacrifice. If you think about it, if you, you watch any of the, the crucifixion movies, you know they'll show Jesus die on the cross, and then they'll show the temple, and the veil is written too. Man, for us, that's victory. That was, that was liberty. We can now go boldly into the, the presence of God. But for those guys that were the religious leaders of the day, that meant for them, uh-oh. Everything that we had really technically being pulled away from us. All of a sudden, we're just normal people just like everybody else is. Change was coming. The change was coming. All of a sudden, everything was different. And since that day, it's, it's never been the same. Now, I bring that up. I bring that up to us for this. I bring that up to us for this reason. Do I think that we are a bunch of Pharisees and hypocrites? No. Excuse me. But what I I want to point out by that story is the tendencies of the danger of just being normal. Just going with how things are. Our challenge is to embrace God and embrace the change that he's bringing. See, this message is it's not really, I don't want it to be at anything about uh, some kind of correction for us. What I actually want it to be is all about encouragement. That the things that you find yourself in, they're not meant to destroy you. They're not meant to to just hurt you and tear up your life and, and leave you in a shambles. What they are meant for, God is going to use them on purpose to create something inside of you that's going to prepare you for where he's taking you to. This life is rough. This life has a lot that needs to be taken care of and a lot that needs to be done. And God will allow us to go through some tough times. He'll allow us to go through what you're going through right now because he's preparing you. He wants your capacity to be big and wide and he wants to move inside of you so we can fill a building, so we can fill up heaven, so we can fill up all eternity and God do something beautiful and wonderful and he wants you to do that. And he is preparing you right in this very moment for that very thing. That's the reason why it's there. It's not meant to be destruction. A lot of times when we get knocked sideways from situations, we feel like, man, what's going on? I thought things were good. God's allowing it to shake something up inside of you to do something wonderful. Our challenge is to embrace God, and then through Him, embrace the changes that He brings. God is doing just what He said He would do in in this world and in your life. Excuse me. Philippians 1 and, 6 says, 1 and 6 says this, being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. The, change, the changes God is making in you is going to end up in victory, not in defeat. So what's going on inside of you? What's going on inside of you that's changing you? I recently talked to a young man, and the, the young man said, He said this in in kind of like a confession mode. He said, Man, I I need to get back. And he said, I wish I was back where I was about, you know, two or three years ago. And 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 I understand that statement, and I made the same statement, but but I thought something about it didn't sit right with me. If he just looked to get back to a place where that he was, that would be facing in, so to speak, in the wrong direction. I thought, I thought, man, I think that you should get. To God right now exactly where you should be right for this moment because that's where that's where victory is and that's where that's where the future is so maybe the issues with your job the health the finances all those could be the very things that God is using to work together to make you who you're supposed to be I believe inside of us there's a construction side inside of every one of us And there's a big sign over you that says, future home, future home of great things and good works. Eternity is going to come to pass. I believe it. I believe it with all my heart. It's scary, painful at times, but but God's in control and he's making it all happen and pulling it all together. God is so wonderful and so faithful. You might sit here in this room today and think, Man, I know he's saying all that stuff, and, you know, it's, it is what it is. It sounds real good. But does he see where I'm at? Does he see my situation? I was out in the parking lot earlier this week. I pulled up back here in the, the corner of the parking lot, and they were using bulldozers and digging. These massive, huge, you know, earth-shaking bulldozers. And in my line of sight, I was, I was watching a bulldozer, and all of a sudden I seen a grasshopper move. In the grass real quick it was in the same line of sight and it moved real quick and it caught my attention because it was in the same line of sight and call me nuts you can say I'm, I'm a fanatic but I promise you as clear as I've ever heard God speak to me He spoke to me and he says I see both at the same time the biggest most powerful and the smallest of details he sees them both he sees where you're at Nothing's outside of him, nothing's, it's not going to chaos, it's not going to all go crazy. If you trust him, you stick with him, he's going to work something beautiful out in your life. He's going to do something wonderful in your life. If you would stand with me. So in light of the future, what is the normal that maybe you need to let go of commonplace what's the normal maybe that you need to let go of what is the change that you need to embrace that God is dealing with you and growing you into what is it that you need to embrace and think about this think about this who is he getting you ready for and what is he getting you ready for He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He's going to do something beautiful. With every head bowed and every eye closed. See, God's so smart. He knew that this world is crazy. That it's up and down, good and bad, and there's things happening every day. They're just tragic, and the, the world is crazy. It's so sinful. And we choose sin, we've fallen right in line with the chaos of the world. God knows all about that. And the cool thing is, is that he said, I'm going to bring a change. I'm going to bring a change. And the change that that he brought into this world was the Son, Jesus. A stopping point of of, of hopelessness, so to speak. The things wouldn't be just the old way, but we'd have a, a chance of salvation, redemption. We'd have a chance at a a new life, an eternity. God's in the house today to change your world. If you are in sin, if you you know that you're lost and that you're in a place where Jesus is not Lord of your life, right now there can be a change that will happen, that will change you for all eternity. God is here to meet you, to touch you, to save you, to forgive you. If you're here and you would like to pray a prayer, Because you want change. You want to be forgiven. And you want eternal life. And you want God to be your God. If that's you and you want to pray a prayer along those lines, would you just raise your hand and say, I want to pray. There's one. Is there anybody else? Nobody's looking around. Nobody's going to come and rip you out of a seat. There's one. Is there anybody else? There's two. Is there anybody else? You want a difference today? You want a change today? We just ask you to raise your hand just so we know who we're praying with. It, it don't necessarily matter that we know. We just want to know that we're praying with somebody. Is there anybody else? Two are praying. Is there anybody else? If you put your hand up, you can put it back down. Let's pray. If you will, if you're in the house today... It, I'd like you to repeat this prayer with me. And it's not a magic formula, but the prayer is simply asking Jesus into your heart to forgive you of your sins and giving your life over to Him. So if you would all please repeat with me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I need change. The normal in my life has been sin. My own choices and I need a change I need forgiveness and I believe that Jesus purchased my forgiveness on the cross and I now confess him as Lord of my life I give him all my days in Jesus name amen amen let's celebrate as our pastors as our pastors we go ahead and come into the altar if you feel a particular challenge, it's a quarter till 12. We, we have a little bit of time. I know you're itching to get out. I was saying the restaurants, but you want to go to a cookout. I know you do. If you're here today and, and you would like special prayer, maybe you have not need in your life, you've brought to the house, you want to be prayed over a sickness or just some situation, you can come to one of our pastors here. If you have some other kind of thing, maybe you ch- feel challenged from the message, please come and find a place in the altar to pray. We welcome you. And uh, we just want you, with that being said, we want you to have a blessed day, a wonderful day. Go to the the Armco Park at 3 o'clock, hang out with your family, have a wonderful time, and just be blessed, and be the church, and be the light of God. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we honor you and thank you, Lord, that you would not leave us to ourselves that you wouldn't let us just be normal, but thank you, Lord, that you've saved us. You're sanctifying us. God, you're filling us with your spirit and you are moving us out and creating inside of us a heart and a life where our capacity is wide open, where you will do something beautiful and something wonderful. God, I pray that we're challenged as we leave the house. God, that we will be the church with our arms wide open, looking for your move and looking for your work and embracing you and everything that we do, Lord. In Jesus' name, we praise you, God, and we honor you. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, as you leave, just as, as courtesy, please be very careful in the parking lot. Remember to come exit out the building along this side of the building. And follow out. Just help us with that. Be courteous. Look out for one another. God bless you all. Have a wonderful holiday.
1: Amazing grace How sweet the sound Saved a wretch Like me I once was
2: lost But now